Hello, Salem State community. May I have your attention, please? Today marks the release of the first episode of season four of Soundplay, where we will be discussing a lot of fascinating. Wait, is this thing on? Ugh, I did it again. You always do this, Alyssa. You can't be bothered to just press a. Oh, wait, no, it, it is on. Please disregard this broadcast. Thank you. Welcome to Soundplay. Today we're going to be talking about education. No, but in all seriousness, I loved listening to the audio work featured in this week's episode because these pieces both talk about education and school from two vastly different perspectives. First up, undergrad Anna Walsh interviews a woman whose encounter teaching for the Peace Corps at a school in Liberia made her reflect on her own experiences in America. And then Xiaoyu Liu discusses the trials of an elite student in her story. So yeah, vastly different experiences. Isn't that interesting? I mean, out of the 7,242 people that attend Salem State, not one of us is going to have the same relationship to education. Here's Anna Walsh. From, from a good distance, some of my students, I had one of my students, she walked like an hour and a half to school wow. every day. Others had to like get a car or a motorbike to come. <laughs> That's Alicia Mortensen. She served as a volunteer in the Peace Corps in Liberia from 2018 to 2019 as a math teacher for the small town of Tiani, which borders Sierra Leone. During her time there, she was able to witness the difficulties students in the country face if they want to receive an education. Our school had um, eight rooms, Mm -hmm. eight rooms that it used, and each grade had their own room. Because of the building's size limitations, there was a morning session for elementary school and an afternoon session for high schoolers, though the building had issues other than size that teachers and students had to deal with. Probably the most difficult thing about teaching there was the physicality of the school. Some classrooms had no dividing wall, and there are no rafters on the roof so noise from other classrooms and from outside got in very easily. The roofs were zinc, which amplified the sound of rain. When it rains, and it can rain a lot in Liberia, we'd get get some leaks, which wasn't too fun. Um, And again, no electricity, Mm -hmm. so when it got really rainy and stormy, that was hard. Students, or student hopefuls, faced other logistical challenges to receiving an education as well. Mm -hmm. But the issue for them really was, High school was expensive. In Liberia, unfortunately, school's not free there. They had to pay school fees, and that would be expensive. The high cost of schooling is one of the things that made Alicia think back on her time as a student in the United States. Because we kind of take it for granted, or at least I took it for granted, back here in the U.S. when you say public education for elementary, middle, and high school, that's free. A lot of families have to deal with financial issues and can only afford to send one of their children to school, so gender equity issues are prevalent. It's still one of those things where if a family only has 
enough money to send one child to school, mm-hmm. a lot of times that's going to be the male, the yeah. male child. As is often the case with gender inequity, the previous generations experienced it even more harshly than the current ones. Literacy rates were really, really low among older women in my town because most of them wouldn't have gone to school. There's kind of a a divide (laughs) there between older generations and younger generations. During her time there, the reality facing many underdeveloped countries became clearer to her. She told me, I really saw how the world is set up for people like me, white, well-off, relatively well-connected, to prosper and succeed. The world is mine to achieve my dreams as long as I try. For people like one of my friends back in Tieni, despite the fact that she is educated and well-driven, she will have a near-impossible time trying to get a college education or good career. I may be on a soapbox now, but I honestly think many Americans, and probably other people of developed nations, don't see people from other countries, especially developing nations, as worthy humans deserving of basic rights and privileges just like they have. I didn't need to go to Liberia to know this, but the animosity and ambivalence that some people have towards foreigners is all the more obvious to me. Despite the trials and tribulations she saw facing the people in Liberia, Alicia believes that a more equal and accessible educational system in the country is possible if people are willing to work on it, but she thinks developed countries need to do much more to serve and aid developing nations. I hope that one day we'll be in a world where elementary and hopefully even high school everywhere is free for all students, but um, it's going to take a while to get there, I think. For WMWM 91.7 and the Soundplay podcast in Salem, Mass., I'm Anna Walsh. Welcome back, and welcome to my apartment. Okay, hello, Chloe. Hello, Alyssa. Sitting on the couch with a computer on her lap is Chloe. She is busy at work right now for one of her marine biology classes. My specialty in marine biology right now is invertebrates, but I'm hoping to kind of guide myself more into marine mammals and marine birds, which is my main goal in life. Marine birds like penguins or Beluga whales, like marine mammals, sort of like whales, seals, any of those would be really cool to work with and kind of bond with the animals. I'm so excited to bond with those animals, man. It's gonna be so cool. (laughs) I'll let her tell you the rest. One major influence in my life was a high school teacher I had sophomore year. He got me into what major I was considering in college. His name was Mr. Toda. He taught oceanography. The first day, everyone was so awkward and like shuffling in their chairs and kind of like sitting cross-legged with their arms all tight, like, ah. So once I hopped into his class, I like walked in, I didn't expect much. I expected like this very old professor to just kind of blab on about like waves, (laughs) very boring topics like algae, but I saw this young figure around 30 years old. He was very chill. He really bonded with his students and the way he like bonded with his students was not really what I've seen from any other teacher. He treated us like we were his friends. He would go out of his way just to talk to us and chill with us like friends. And that really meant something to me. Like it really inspired me. The bond that the whole class had as a whole unit was actually very funny. 
The longer we had time with Mr. Dota, the more the class was just kind of like chill, making jokes with him, making fun of how he looks like one of the seven dwarves and this type of humor that I've evolved to like kind of have from him. He just was a big inspiration. He really got me into marine mammals, especially like his stories about marine mammals and how he went to the beach and like explored picking up rocks, walking through tide pools, seeing what the little things of life, like crabs or snails or hermit crabs. It's been a while since I've seen him. I think he left his job at Burlington High School, but I wish him the best and hopefully we cross paths sometime because I'd like to thank him for how much of an inspiration he was to me as well as the other students in my class. Thank you, friend. Okay. You're welcome! You'll probably be hearing a lot of new voices as this season progresses. Up next is Xiao Yu, who has a really interesting story about an elite student and their struggles and triumphs throughout education. Chinese, English, and French, good at advanced mathematics and physics, is jointly cultivated by China and France using the elite education model. A future scientist in the field of nuclear energy. This is how would people describe Hong Inzhuan, a smart elite student with goals and talent. Full of anxiety, always exhausted, has been the lifestyle and the feeling lost about the future. This is how Wu Hongying describe himself. Seems like a contradiction, right? Do you have some stereotypes about students and their elite education? It seems that elite students are synonymous with excellence. They should have clear goals for what they want to do, and they should plan the direction of life early instead of feeling confused and uneasy. But it seems that when they are students. They are different from the image in our impression. Hi, Hongying. Hi, Aurora. It has been a long time since I last met you. Yeah, it has been a while. Hongying Zhang is the protagonist of our story today. Also, he was my high school classmate. Hong Inzhang is from Lingang City, Jiangsu Province, China, a junior student in Sino-French School of Nuclear Engineering and Technology at Sun Yat-sen University. His major is Nuclear Engineering and Technology. He had excellent grades in high school. He also tried to participate in the national physics training and competition. In 2018. After the college entrance examination, Hong Ying was successfully admitted to Sun Yat-sen University, which is ranked the ninth best college in China. But Hong Ying hasn't always been studious. Honestly, I didn't feel I'm special or outstanding before high school. Just like other children, I even didn't study while I was at home. Usually, I would hang out with my friends. We will play mahjong, watch anime, or play video games together. 
Anyway, I didn't find much time to study. My grades were not too bad, and my parents didn't care about that. Yet he is now at an elite college, where his life is different from what he expected. I used to imagine that the college life should be free and colorful. Everyone might have a bunch of free time, like you can choose to learn what you like or you are interested in. I can play basketball with my new friends. We can play new video games together. My actual college life is quite different from what I imagined before. Basically, I have an average of nine classes per day. Moreover, our professional courses are taught in French, which makes learning more difficult. Every day, I may get up at seven in the morning, and then I will attend class at around eight o'clock. My morning classes end at twelve thirty-five p.m., and I go now have lunch. I will choose to return to the teaching building at noon, take a break, and go over what I learned. Then class starts at two twenty p.m. and ends at six o'clock. After high-intensity working days, Hong's weekend seems to be still busy. For weekends during the daytime, I usually go to the study room to continue my projects. Only on the Saturdays afternoon, I can have some free time. I will choose to hang out with my roommates or my friends. We will play live action role playing and through my room escape. The life of Hong Yi's elite education is busy, high speed, and boring. But after having devoted so much energy and efforts, Hong Yi is still feeling lost about the future. Although I'm currently think, taking an elite education and、uh, have invested a bunch of time and energy to study my major, but this doesn't mean that I have confidence in my future. In fact, I will be as worried about the future and have some confusion as other college students. I will worry whether I can get enough salary from my future job. I will also be confused about the direction of employment. I also worry about whether I'm really suited for for a career related to the nuclear. Energy. If it's not suitable, what should I do then? And actually, like other college students, I feel lost and confused because of the uncertainty of the future. The smart and gifted elite students exist. It is also true that elite students will feel tired and anxious due to the high intensity study pressure. Students under elite education are still students, although they have excellent learning talents. They will still be exhausted and feel anxious and confused about the future, just like other ordinary college students. At this age, neither elite students nor ordinary students should put too much pressure on themselves. It's normal to be afraid of the uncertainty of the future. Just relax, follow your own heart, and do what you want to do, and the future will be better. For WNWN 91.7 and the Soundplay podcast in Salem, Massachusetts, I'm Xiaoyu Liu. Thanks for listening.
Anna and Xiaoyu's stories, as well as the stories of some of my friends, caused me to think about where my own experiences in education fall. From kindergarten to high school, I attended a brick-and-mortar public school. Around my sophomore year of high school, my classes became a computer. I began to attend online school where I sat at my kitchen table writing notes and passing in assignments. I was constantly tired, constantly burned out, and overworked. Choosing to transition to online schooling in high school isolated me in a way I was not used to at the time. As an introvert, I felt comfortable in that isolation, but also devoid of any sense of community. Even though I spent two long years typing away at my computer, rarely going outside or socializing at all, I barely think about that time anymore. I don't know if I would call these experiences unconventional after the last two years we've had with many of our college courses online due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, but I will say that I learned a lot about myself because of this experience. I learned that I need to connect with and learn from other people for educational experiences to feel rewarding. Before today, I would have told you that none of these stories, including my own, were similar in any way. But I think they are linked by their differences. Education can be a part of what shapes us, molds us, and sets us on the path that we are now. But more so, these stories have proven that no matter where you are in life, there is always something to learn. Whether it's reflecting on a lived experience or undergoing a difficult path towards a future career, we carry the knowledge acquired from education with us, perhaps even inadvertently. My story is just one amongst a wide and incredibly diverse community. But learning, reflecting, and growing connects us. I've been Alyssa, and you've been listening to Soundplay. I'll see you later.